All right, uh, we are the Persopolis Treehouse, and this is our final episode on the book Persopolis. And I'm your interviewer, Kayser. I'm Julianne, the page manager and leader. I am Julian, the historian. I'm Priscilla, the divider. Uh, yeah, let's get started. Uh, let's just take some time to so like give like a quick summary of the story or like what we read so to the end. So we have the first chapter, the wine, and basically, the family and well, in a better way to put this, Tehran, the family's home city, is becoming the popular main target for the Iraqi bombers, and uh, the bombings have gotten worse to the point where people have been looking for shelter in their basements and. They've been changing their interior to protect themselves from the bombings. However, it doesn't stop them from partying and enjoying life. So the family ends up going to one of the casual Thursday parties. However, the party gets stopped by sirens. And once the family leaves the party, they get stopped by patrol which accuses them of, or accuses the father at least, of having and consuming alcohol. So the patrol followed the family home, and this relates to the chapter name as the father tells both Margie and Grandma to flush down all of the alcohol inside their home. So as mentioned in the beginning of the chapter, people would seek bombing shelter, basically. And on one of the pages, I thought that this could be connected to somewhat like the Holocaust and Anne Frank, except instead of the attic, it was based on them, so they could hide. That was like more linked to like the Hiroshima Nagasaki bombings or like the Cold mm-hmm. War, because like people were just having like protections in their houses to like make sure they are going to survive. Yes, there was even bomb drills. Yeah. Where you would hide under your desk. Pretty sure that was during Cold War. Yeah, the Cold War. Because like, everyone was like afraid that the world's going to end because like, everyone's just going to nuke each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was also believed that um, any light, so like candlelight, would uh, reveal position, even though they were inside. And then after the bombings were over, Everyone just called their loved ones to check in. Um, I believe it was a few days after, but uh, Margie's mother insisted on changing the inside of the house to protect them. So she put up masking tape to protect against flying glass from the bombings. And she also put up black curtains to protect them from their neighbors who happened to be devoted to the new regime. And I believe this is when it started the Guardians of the Revolution, which was the patrol that visited neighbors or visited at least the neighborhood to check in with each household. And unfortunately for one of their neighbors, um, they got caught having 
records, video cassettes, a deck of cards, and a chess set, which were items that became banned. To receive punishment for that, um, the patrol took both the mother and the father of her friend, and he, the mother cried um, cried out enough that she was just left a hefty fine. There was no definite uh, number for it, but the father had to suffer 75 whip flashes. Hmm. I find it weird, like a deck of cards and a chess set is banned. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's understandable, like records and video cassettes, you know, just like avoid like propaganda, like learning more information like a deck of cards and a chess set, they don't really seem like a big threat. I think it was believed that having enjoyments was like sinning. Perhaps. Yeah. One don't want the enemy to like be entertained or relaxed, mm-hmm. something like that. This just shows that um, they didn't want people to enjoy life as they did. Basically. And going into the party... So the sirens turned on, which led everyone to run away from the scene, basically. Even their aunt abandoned her newborn due to just the fear and anxiety of the party and the patrol. What do you guys think of, like, abandoning your family members? Well, let's see. Would you? Depends. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's a really. Like, who is it though? Like, immediate family or? Uh, I believe the abandoned newborn was her child. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um. She literally just dropped him right there and then (laughs) into Margie's arms. So it's kind of concerning. Yeah, it's like a life or death situation. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely, I wouldn't if it was like my immediate family, but. Uh, I kind of have a thing against my uh, the, the other part, so um, mm. and that's okay. Indeed. And then for the patrol, they used a strategy to get rid of all evidence of having alcohol. So yeah. luckily, um, when Grandma and Margie are trying to get into the house while the father's distracting the patrol. The grandma uses the excuse of needing to intake syrup for her diabetes and the patrol sympathizes with her because mm-hmm. his mother has it too. And yeah. luckily they got away with it and they yeah. rushed to flush down all of the wine. Yeah, okay, I was about so cigarette. Basically, it was about how Mm, what's this? Let's see. How Margie is basically becoming like rebellious. She's good class with her friends. And apparently she calls the guardian of the revolution over your house. And then Iraq proposed a settlement to end the war, but Iran refused. Then Margie smokes her first cigarette and claims that her claims that she's kissed her childhood goodbye. Mm-hmm. 
see like the main character is basically grown at this point. There's yes. rebellious. He's smoking cigars. Yes, from the little girl in chap in the earlier chapters. She, so now, uh, yeah, she basically thinks that um, smoking that cigarette was like her way into adulthood and like growing yeah. up, even though she was like twelve. Mm-hmm. It's like a mindset like a lot of kids have. Just think doing like one adult thing, you're automatically like an adult now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of concerning thinking about like how many teens have like partied and like have consumed like alcohol and just I don't know vaping. Yeah, it's like, like my becoming a norm. Yeah, all my yeah. friends have nick addictions. Damn. Dang. Damn. It's more common than you think, which is kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. Mm. So far, none of my friends have vaped, as far as I know. So mm. that's good for them, I guess. Okay, so the passport chapter started. Well, the war, the internal war, was worse than the war against Iraq is where we were at. Uh, the borders have been closed for three years now, and her uncle was sick. He had had two heart attacks, and, and he sent his son to Holland by himself. I think he was like 13 or 14, and he was worried about ever seeing him again with how his health was deteriorating. Then he has another sudden heart attack, her uncle. And the only way he could possibly save is to have open heart surgery, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that he could only get that in England. And since the borders were closed, his wife would have to talk to, I think it was the head of the hospital, to see if they can get him a passport to get him there. But unfortunately... She couldn't get a passport from him, so Margie's dad decided to go talk to an old friend of his who made fake passports. But later in the chapter, we see he gets caught and he goes to I can't remember. I where believe it was. it's Sweden. What's her name? Sweden. Yeah. And so he had no way, no way to go to England except for, to wait. He ended up dying. And then on the day of his funeral, the passport came, and he never got to see his son in Holland. That's how that chapter ended. Yeah, it's probably like a dark chapter, or it is dark chapter, not like a problem. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Would you guys be okay with sending, like, a sibling away or your mom? Uh... Another depends question. Mm-hmm. The life or death yes. situation. Yeah, these types of questions are really subjective. Yeah. I don't know how I would feel about that. Hmm. Well, would you guys be able to leave the country by yourself? Probably. Yeah. Plan on it. Speaking of (laughs) language, yeah, but speaking of language, you don't know. That would be a struggle. But that would be cool, oh, yeah. just learning a new language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A new language on the streets. 
this one is a uh, Kim Wilde. So it's like basically been a year since the uncle died, and now it's like and like the mom got her passport, but she's like unrecognizable. And like the parents like just plan to travel to Turkey and like asking for like certain presents. And like they just got this stuff really. And then uh, yeah, and then Marty just tries to find some tapes like on a bunch of under coats but she has like to buy them from like undercoat and then just buys more stuff and then she gets like sent to a committee and i believe she gets caught for not being in the proper standard of like attire so like she's wearing her denim jacket that she got and like jeans and sneakers which wasn't uh normal for them yeah, they were forced to wear the veil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe she got caught by the Guardians of the Revolution, but the women's branch of it. And they basically enforced women to conform into their standard and like the veil. But she got away from it, luckily. Yeah. You see that kind of stuff now. You just see like people like kind of like forced to wear like certain clothing in a way. Mm-hmm. And the way to like buy goods or like tapes and cassettes, it was like underground kind of. Yeah, you definitely see that around today. Usually people buying like illegal CDs or like, pirated games or just people buying weed, crack. Yeah. Yeah. The way they showed it, it looked like that. Yeah. In the chapter, the Shabbat, Iraq continued to bomb Tehran, but they started to use missiles, which were called scuds. And they implemented a siren to notify people of the bombing. And during this time, one of the sirens went off, and the family doesn't really take it in and acknowledge the dangers that they're in until the last minute is called, I believe. So Margie is claiming that she doesn't want to die. And in reality, it's just having that fear and anxiety and that instinct of survival. So more bomb shelters, like actual bomb shelters that were properly like built were made i believe at like the basement of hotels and this is where you see more changes to the environment so their currency loses value and as margie wants to go shopping she goes shopping with her friends to just buy jeans clothing just to have fun but the sirens turn on and there is a bombing near her home and her building was hit Thankfully, her family was fine, but her neighbors, um, it was apparent that they were in their home on the Jewish Saturday, their faithful day, I believe, and they ended up perishing in the building. And as Margie uh, walks by the building, she sees her friend's turquoise bracelet However, it's attached to something and Margie is suffering through 
pain and just strategy. Yeah. So now like everything's gonna get a lot worse now. But mm-hmm. at the same time, she's just trying to like spend time and have fun while this whole crisis is coming along. Yeah. Even the currency like dropped a lot. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That was a, what, like 40? It went, it went up by 40. 42 mins for only $1. Oh, wait, not even 40. Uh, like seven? It was seven, and then it changed to um, 110. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of like, you know, Venezuela, or like not just Venezuela, like all of Latin America. Like the currency mm-hmm. used to be like really high, like used, like one peso mm-hmm. used to be equal to like a dollar. And now after like a certain thing, events and things happen, the currency is a lot lower. It's like fifty pesos for a dollar. Yeah. So in the last chapter of the book, the dowry, this is basically. Uh, Margie's rebellious, most rebellious time. She's finally 14 and nothing scared her anymore. So Margie ended up arguing with the principal for not conforming to their standards and rules and dress code, basically. So she ends up hitting the principal and then is later expelled. So as she's expelled and hitting the principal was known as a crime it was hard for her to find a new school until her aunt uh, had connections and finally got her into a new school which then margie tells off her new religion teacher so she basically just rebels a lot more during this age and then her parents decide that they want to send her off to Austria just for like a better life and for her education. There's a French school in Vienna, which was one of the best in Europe at the time. And her mother's best friend also lived there. So it felt safe for them to send her off. And Margie basically takes, takes the deal and she starts to become independent. And then she basically just packs up everything and then leaves for Austria. Overall, during this chapter, this was, I believe, the most growth we've seen in Margie. Yeah, it's like a final. Yeah, we saw her rebel more. It's like a final conclusion. like. The whole falling action, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. After all the bombings, we didn't get to see you. So going into topic two, we can discuss the detailed changes of Margie and just her morals, her actions, what's been happening with her. Yeah, like she's compl- she's like oh, completely different from like the beginning of the book. She's she's now like really independent. She's basically doing whatever now. 
Yeah, in the beginning of the book, she would pray to God, and uh, I even have conversations with him, but then she becomes older, stops talking mm -hmm. to him, uh, even smokes a cigarette, but then the last chapter, she transitions into something better. I feel like the last chapter really showed her maturity because um, she predicts that her parents won't be visiting or even moving to Vienna with her, even though they claim to. So she basically packs up everything in just a, in just like a way where like you feel the like the maturity where she gathers Iranian soil from her garden in a jar to bring with her. She calls up her friends and then she gives away like her most precious items, which were her posters at the time. And then she even quoted, I never realized how much they loved me and I understood how important they were to me. So even though um, her and her family had so many fights and arguments, it's just that understanding of the sense of having family and just that loving connection, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think, I think like this book's actually pretty good. Uh, I feel like you're into like comic style or like if you're into like war or like history or historical events, then yeah, this is like the book for you. I really liked it because it didn't have a lot of words and I didn't really want to read a lot. So it was really good. Hmm. And the words that it did have were interesting. Definitely. I feel like even though like it was somewhat telling history, the way that they made it um, a graphic novel was just more enjoyable and easier to understand and like comprehend because you could like visually see what was happening in the style of like cartoons. And overall, just like the growth of this character and the development of the book, it just has like that nostalgic feeling of like watching a like a good Disney movie, like not a cringy one, but like a good Disney movie where it just hits different. Yeah. Uh, Julian, got anything to say? Suki review. Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of the same thing that Priscilla said. Don't like reading much, but whatever words it did have, very yeah. meaningful. Yeah, and uh, all right, this is the final episode of the Chrysopolis Treehouse. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I guess. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Adios. Bye.